For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure at it by your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 5.8, Naked Earlobes. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Jess. Hello. And today we have a guest, Michael. What's up? He's hey. back again. Hey. Yeah. And still no mom. Yeah, she's still away. She is working remotely. I don't even remember what she looks like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this chair is getting mighty comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be duking it out. <laughs> fight, fight for your place back on the show. <laughs> Oh, you know everything about the Dresden Files and we don't? Okay. <laughs> I'll record the fight. It'll be good mm-hmm. publicity. Patreon content. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Come on down to McNally's Pub. Wednesday special, 4.30 to close. Toot toot pizza pizzazz. Recommended by fairies everywhere. Don't forget our nightly special where every night is $6 steak and ale. Featuring Max Wizard Preferred Proprietary Brew. Chapter 17. Dresden makes his way through the police department under the blending potion's influence. He makes it to the holding cells only to find out he is too late. Loop Guru attacks everyone the prisoners, the jailer, and even Dresden, who narrowly escapes just as Murphy makes it on the scene. How convenient for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy, I sure am glad we waited an hour at the gas station. <laughs> that sure paid off. <laughs> I wish I had an almanac. I wish I knew what the time was like. I wish I knew if I had 10 minutes or 20 minutes or yeah. 5 minutes. But that Slurpee, I really needed it. Oh man, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of almanac, I bet he wishes it was 20 years later and one of his cohorts yeah, had right. a cell phone. <laughs> 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 These pages just don't cut it. So the police officers that were outside Harry's apartment, uh, apartment report in to say, oh, my God, he's gone. But do we see anything else in the chapter that shows that they've responded to that call? It seems like the loop group takes precedence, right? No one really cares that Harry's returned to his apartment. Well, they didn't know that he returned. Right. Well, the, oh, okay. I thought they, 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 they noticed that he, someone he had been in there. Oh, OK. Yeah. Carmichael's the one that's reporting on this to, to Murphy, and that's what he overhears. And and Murphy is like, Christ, Carmichael, is Dresden going to have to walk right into the office before you can find him? <laughs> Why, yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> Just because when I read right, this, right. I thought the setup was going to be that, oh my god, Harry's someone's been at Harry's apartment, let's send our guys there, and that's why there's going to be no one at the police station to deal with McFinn. But, and they'd be like, oh my god, Harry, because of you, McFinn wasn't contained. But that's not how it turned out, so... There goes my theory immediately out the window. So unfortunately, yeah, the police station is not empty because obviously that would be really convenient. Yeah, you know, <laughs> in and out, which raises the question of how effective is his blending potion versus everyone else is just distracted. <laughs> <laughs> well, before they're all distracted, it works great. Yeah, I love that 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 sort of Casablanca look that yeah. everything is gray. I think I mentioned mm-hmm. that last time. Yeah. I was like, that's wicked. It is. It's fun. So he goes, he approaches the, the matronly sergeant at the desk, which is like, sure, janitors can go into the holding cell area. That seems like a place that, that needs cleaning. Literally, 
that's what I was thinking. Like, sure, there's bathrooms in there, but like, unless <laughs> is, is this like the front office, and then he goes into another area, which also has the holding area. Yeah, so it's like you go through whatever the police precinct, and he goes off towards where they keep the jail cells, and there's like a front section there too, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how this one is set up, but like on movies and stuff, like you go to the and pay the bail over on the side where they're like, you know, and then you wait for them to release. Who knows? Yeah. But also most places have like a separate facility entrance. Yeah. So I don't know. But listen, that, that wouldn't help with what Jim Butcher's trying to go <laughs> <No>. with here. <laughs> right. And I would imagine that like in practicality of real life that the, uh, if the janitor is going to be cleaning up things, it would be on empty cells and not full. Well, and that's the thing yes. too, is like, I could imagine like, okay, if you're being let back there and you're only going to go into the empty cells, Right? Like, even that would make sense to me, right? But I would still think a guard would go with you, just in case. Because, like, right. anything know, like, could happen. Is your, yeah. is your, uh, your janitor trained in, in well, that's the <laughs> thing, like, defense? Like, and... even if, like, let's say you've got, like, Swat ten janitor. cells and five of them are filled, so the janitor's only going to clean the other five. I still think a guard would go back there with you. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It just seems so strange to me that he's like, yeah, go. And like, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe that's, like, the thing about his blending potion is that, like, the guard normally does go, but in this case, he was just so, like, la, 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 la. But like, it, it also doesn't give you fake credentials with which to get inside. He's still a janitor in this case, but <laughs> maybe, like, if you just forget enough, he's just so removed from your conscious that you forget that, like, you're supposed to go with him. You're just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Could be go back to my magazine, you know? I don't know, like... Oh, yeah. It, it well, is it, weird, but I don't know. We've don't already know. seen that that Jim Butcher does not have a high regard for law enforcement in this no. particular book. No, he's no Tom Clancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really thinks not too highly of them, and uh, or at least uh, that's what it comes across to me. That he, it seems that they he's got not a lot of respect for them. That they're they're these hotheads and. These irresponsible sort of folk. Well, I think, you know, part of the modern sci-fi um, angle is that, you know, cops are fodder. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, I think <laughs> to a certain degree when you're writing in that sort of a, a world, you know, cops are, uh, you know, a huge presence that kind of always show up mm-hmm. and are more or less expendable. You know, yeah. you've got citizens and you've got cops and cops are kind of your only characters that are always going to be running towards the danger. So to a certain degree, you know, you can use civilians for the surprise attack. But after that, you kind of only have cops because the rest of your character cast is superheroes, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like back in like the 50s, like classic sci-fi. It was always like, oh, my God, we discovered this problem. What do we do? We go to the government and fully cooperate with them and everything will be resolved. Whereas post-Vietnam, it's like. Don't trust the government with anything. <laughs> get, hey. get, the, get the hothead who's been disavowed by everyone and just solve it yourself. Exactly. If you want to break into Area 51, you do that shit on your own time. Oh, yeah. And what, what's that Naruto run? Make sure you do yes. the Naruto run. <laughs> what does Harry do at Naruto run? Parkour. That should have been in changes. <laughs> Parkour. Yes. Parkour. His Naruto run is in changes. <laughs> Seen after Leah grants that little... Uh, no spoilers, but yeah. that, that's his Naruto run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the one action Butcher doesn't describe in full, but it's definitely happening. It wasn't relevant to the story, so he didn't describe it, but it was there. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. How else would he have pulled it off? <laughs> it's the only way to go fast. 
All right, so he's inside the jail. No, no, let's keep talking about okay. this. <laughs> well, okay, so when I think of, uh, admittedly, I have, I'm not a prison expert either, just like Butcher, but when I think of a holding tank and kind of like a, a sub-level division of the police, I don't think of a, a multi-celled jail. I think of just like one caged area. Well, I think of both. Sounds like a proper prison almost. Yeah, I think of both because I think like, even in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you know, um, if either of you watch that, sometimes their holding cell was like like the back room of a church where like all the families with their little children sit and sometimes they would throw you know like 50 people in there and then other episodes they'd have like a legit like you know five or six cells lined up next to each other you know just kind of depends on <laughs> well what i wondered is, is this is si this is si's floor how did si have its own whole yeah. thing? What was this before? Thing si has nothing right <laughs> like <laughs> si is like isn't even in the main building like they're a building off to the side right it's all connected and there with each other, but it's not the main building, so it's not even like they took over a floor that once was a bigger deal, you know? Like, they're in the uh, what's that, the thing that they used to construct outside of high schools? Uh, the portable. The portables, yeah, this is like basically oh like God. the portable building they put up in the parking <laughs> lot, and they're like, alright, SI, here you go. Alright. <laughs> so I could see even Murphy and her ingenuity being like, we absolutely need jail cells. <laughs> Get rid of all your offices. You don't get offices anymore. Yeah, they all have this, like jail. decrepit name tags on all the doors, but they have a fully functioning quote unquote <laughs> holding cell. I can see that totally being Murphy's like. I guess, uh-uh. I guess they're saying special uh, SI, right? Special mm-hmm. investigation. They're like, these are all the real wackadoos. We don't want to put them in the other holding tank. So we'll just give them more places to just hold these crazy people. Okay. And then also we'll just true. diffuse the crazy. But on the other hand, it being portables, maybe they had a little bit more. Um, Modularity. Well, because it came after, they might have had more uh, opportunity to put whatever they wanted. Maybe, you know, more variety. <laughs> On your lunch break, everyone pitched into the prison construction project. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Girl Scout cookies being sold to yeah. fund the prison. <laughs> Hi, we're the police. We're raising money for prison. <laughs> Please donate. Yeah. In Chicago, no less. You'll live there one day. Yeah, all our money, money is going to the jail and Carmichael's stuffed animal collection. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, so again, <laughs> part of it is just Jim Butcher needed a jail cell. Yeah. He needed it to be an SI. So this is what we get. But part of it is also just like, mm, all right, yeah, okay. <laughs> Here's their extension of reality here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now he's playing a stealth mission on easy mode. Again, werewolves, fine. Yeah. Whether uh, or not SI has a jail cell. <laughs> I mean, put whatever you want into your context, but make sure that the context itself is right. Yeah. Right. So either way, <laughs> whether or not it makes sense. Um, and Dresden makes his way into the jail. Yes. Well, well, I, I guess even before that, he notices the monitors right. that right, right, are right. depicting what's happening in the jail cell. At which point, I would not then want to gain access to the jail. Right. Yeah. Well, he sees the, the the bars ripped open clean from the cell. Like, just... Yeah, McFinn's cell is empty. empty. Yeah. And then he watches McFinn attack one of the other prisons, prisoners, Matson, And then Clement is the next one to... To mm-hmm. hit the fate. I wonder if these are also people that <laughs> p- pissed off Jim Butcher. <laughs> Just slowly going through a list of They're professors. They're all police members that he knew. Just um, yeah. yeah. How funny would it be if Butcher's just like, yeah, who's currently in the Chicago PD yeah. right now? <laughs> you left me a parking ticket. Well, I have <laughs> I the thing me. for you. <laughs> How dare you pull me over once? Yeah. What's your name? What's your badge? So not Skull only have SI book. invested in this prison, they've made it completely soundproof too, which. So, yeah, and the guard says, too, like, he was screaming and yelling earlier, but he's quieted down now. Yeah. Even if it took a while to get him booked and put away, oh, yeah, maybe so then he was freaking him. out. 
But yeah, like, for whatever reason now, like, many, many prisoners are in the back. They're all yelling. Uh, Dresden makes note that none of them can see what's happening within each individual cell, but that they can clearly hear carnage and screaming coming from yeah. the victims. Questionable camera placement. Right. But... Just makes me wonder how many people scream in that that Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on a regular basis. So I'm going to need another janitor. So Dresden wrestles with his fear, but ultimately decides to do something. And he tries to draw attention to the jailer, to the, to the, to the monitors. Like, which takes him what seems like forever. Because now it's like, oh no, I have the, the potion of invisibility. Good work. Yeah. Bob does good work. <laughs> So I, I want to know what this looks like to the guard. Is is like the janitor's not mopping, but just like coughing intently or something? It's like, how does someone try to uh, raise attention in a very mundane way? Right. Well, and like to a certain huh. point, like even like earlier on when he was first coming in, he said like some of the colors started to appear for that one, right? So clearly it's not impossible. Like he wasn't even trying to be seen by her. And like she was just like, she saw him, took notice, and then decided it wasn't worth her effort. But now when he's actively trying to get attention, yeah. it's like like what the potions just finally really set in now. Like maybe, maybe. Or maybe this particular cop is just so bad at their job. They're like, I'm on the crossword. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing I almost have this, this crossword. People are screaming. I don't really give a flying fuck. Yeah, that's I not, am that's just not a six letter word that starts with B. Yeah, I'll be screaming <laughs> even more if I don't finish this. <laughs> so he does manage to eventually get the, the jailer to help him because... Uh, the loop guru has decided to try to open the door. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. I'm the loop guru. Yeah. <laughs> so Dresden's trying to hold this back, and then the yeah. jailer helps him a bit. I'll huff and I'll puff. puff. And <laughs> I'll rip your intestines <laughs> out. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, honestly, this entire chapter is really just very violent. Like, it doesn't yeah. do much more than just horrify the survivors is really what this chapter is for. Right is just putting a sense of chaos and horror element into mm-hmm. his books that we haven't seen thus far. And yeah. this is only the second book, right? But Stormfront never got quite this. Um, it was graphic, but the, it was always the aftermath. It was always the aftermath, exactly. This is like the full, like, toe-to-toe, like, Dresden is here for it all, you know? Right. And even before in his last, in his last book, when he was fighting with Victor, he was, like, fantasying uh, scorpions up with a broom. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Like, this is full-on, like, fight to the death, save your life, or don't. Like, do or die. Straight from a wolfman scene. Mm -hmm. It's violent without being gore porn. So it's well-balanced. Yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, I know Mom always brings that up, too, about, like, she likes that he's got the imagery without the Mm -hmm. over-disgusting elements. Well, he does sometimes have those moments, particularly in the beginning where he's describing the, the... the first victim, like Spike, that was pretty gross. I think this this is aided by being from Harry's perspective rather than an outside perspective. So then Harry's own shock has helped muting out some of the details. True. True. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Because if this was a graphic novel, it'd be far worse than what we have here. <laughs> Which we do have the graphic novel of this one. Oh. <laughs> yes. And yeah, it is bloody. <laughs> we use up all Carnage. the red crayons for this page. Yeah. Well. I- I guess so. I don't, yeah, I've read the graphic novels, but really only for the original stories. I don't usually read the graphic novel for Stormfront or Full Moon because I prefer just the text in those cases. But yeah, looking back on it, yeah, I guess. So I have to Mm -hmm. re-review it myself Mm -hmm. to think think of it in terms of visual violence, if it's there or not. Which I don't don't think it is, though. 
I think it kind of it's still sk- mutes it's, it as well. It's it's mm, yeah. It's not like the Punisher, you know, where part of the reason people read it is for the torn apart bodies, you know, or something like that, you know. Right. It but obviously, you know, it yeah. is more imagery than a book without any pictures <laughs> is. Uh, but either way. Oh, just miss this note. It takes that Harry screaming, screaming yeah. Matt to get attention to it. Even problem. when he points to the monitors, Harry pointing causes the monitors to short out. So the yeah, guard just yeah. thinks like, cool, it's not that big a deal. It's just a tech issue. I'll resolve it. Yeah. So, so the loop guru breaks through the door and we get a Finn, first yeah. description of, of, of him. Is he still overwhelmingly masculine? <laughs> the loop guru was a wolf in the same way that a velociraptor is a bird. <laughs> Same basic design, vastly different outcome. I love that line. It must have been five or five and a half feet tall at the top of its hunched shoulders. It was wider than a wolf, as though a wolf had been squashed down with an extra five or six hundred pounds of muscle. Its pelt was shaggy, jet black, and matte, except where the flesh blood was making it glisten. It has a muzzle that was too wide to belong to anything natural and a mouth full of teeth and McFinn's blazing eyes done in a monochrome gray, the whole stained with blood that looks black beneath the influence of the blending potion. I love that Jim Butcher keeps the blending potion Casablanca thing going on while the, like the, with the introduction of the loop guru with seeing it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was quite well done. The only issue is that um, while this loop guru is trying to break into the door, uh, the jailer finally notices Dresden, but he notices Dresden, not a janitor yeah. or janitor for a moment. Yeah. It's you. It's, it's like, you. Wait, what? What's happening? Oh yeah. my gosh. And it's just one of those moments where just like, now is really not the time. It's We're like, going to die. And you're under arrest, buddy. Yeah. So that's just quick comedic relief right before yeah. this like death. He's like, oh, you. It's like, now is really not the time. Yeah. <laughs> so he trips the silent alarm, like the alarm for Dresden or for Loop Guru. Both? Okay. There is clearly chaos and problems right now. <laughs> the oh shit moment has arrived. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's just in that moment when just so much bad is happening. It's not really like, I'm not thinking this through about why I'm calling. I'm just I calling. Like, I really need help with this crossword. Yeah. <laughs> so the jailer empties his guns of bullets mm-hmm. into the loop guru's skull, which he doesn't notice at all. <laughs> which is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> Like, even in Teen Wolf, like, you needed special bullets and things like that. You needed Wolf's Bane to be, like, brewed into into bullets and other things to make it, like, last. But you could still shoot them. Yeah. Like, it still penetrated flesh. Like It's one thing to be, like, vulnerable to a special kind of bullet, and another to be totally invulnerable yeah. to, like, high-velocity rounds slamming into you. It's like, how thick is your skull? Like, yeah. Right horrifying or how thick is your pelt because even wolf pelts mm-hmm. are thick like people say all the time like if you were to actually like go and pet a wolf like you're gonna lose your hand before you hit their skin underneath like they have layers of fur but and so a loop guru potentially has that's true more and more right and like these police aren't carrying special hunting weapons so yeah right it sense. is just a regular you know glock or pistol i don't, I don't they're know. just I don't yeah, they're just giving the loop guru a hold major still, migraine hold still while we, yeah. we, we shave you yeah. <laughs> get the tactical haircutter you so, yeah but but still i have to assume i mean i don't know what police i don't know what guns in general i don't know how many rounds six or seven or eight bullets maybe 10 or 12 
Either well, way. Well, safe to say six. Okay, that's, that's... yeah, but I, I just, I have to feel at a certain point. And I'm also assuming that, you know, police are generally good marksmen. They're maybe not, like, competition level, whatever, but I have to assume, you know, like, it's part of their training. I don't know, I just watch cop shows. I know nothing about legitimate cops in real life. But in cop shows, they all have to go for, like, recertification every yeah. so often and, like, do some and, shit, yeah. you know? And it's one thing to hit, like, a certain, like, target at, like, 50 meters and another to hit it. Five foot half yeah, right? giant so broad like, wolf in like front of you. Point blank. And yeah. How it. thick the, is the barn door has arrived. Hit it. So it's not impossible, but it is still insane. I'm just wondering when, when it gets shot. Is the loop crew just standing there, or is it attacking? It's still trying to push through the. She'll try to door. get through the door. Yeah. Because like that's that's where the the jailer gets flung back. He tries to shoot him, and then the jailer bites it because well the bullets didn't do their no. job. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if he was just hitting the bars every single time. Yeah. And Dresden is flung to the other side here. Whee! Dresden is way. flung and almost just as quickly the jailer is done. Yeah. Forced like, retirement. Uh, oh man. It's, I mean that jailer had a moment there. It was like empty the gun, trip the alarm, die. Like it was all within a breath. It just was like and again, like we said, like this is the chapter where the violence really starts, but it's like this is one of the first times that we see Harry mm-hmm. meet and interact and instantly lose. And it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, this is a really cool moment, though, because it's very Wolfman old school movie because it doesn't actually Arr. describe the jailer getting torn to bits. What it does is he sees the blood splatter on the plexiglass. Yes. The shadow so on the wall yeah. in the background. It, so it wasn't, it, it was implied violence mm-hmm. which is so cool it was really mm-hmm. well done i like that yeah and it also emphasizes that this is not a wolf this is not a predator it's just a totally incarnation of raw rage yeah that uh the demon wolf type thing yeah but dresden notices that there's an alarm going off that has been triggered as you said before yeah. and he realizes that murphy is going to be there and that's where his <laughs> bravado kicks in (laughs) well and he has a moment too where he realizes like the safest thing for him to do is go into the jail cell with the prisoners and lock the door and leave the loop guru on the police building and he'd be like I would probably survive at that point like why would he come back for me when he's got all of Chicago but at the same time he's like but I would release it on the entire police station I've never been a smart thinker yeah he's got balls that's for sure his brain might go oh my god I'm scared I'm scared okay do the right thing yeah and he's good at compartmentalizing and as we go through the books it comes up more and more and more when he's like "Uh, I would be a lot better off if I did this but no one else would be better off so I'm gonna go do this other thing but like in this moment I would I would already be in the corner curled up and crying like I'm not like well I could do this or I could do that or no like I'm already out of the game if I'm not dead I'm effectively as useless like red shirt totally (laughs) Totally. <laughs> so yeah, so this is just that breath right before the like, okay, it's gonna get worse. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's like, there's nothing I can contribute to the situation. Even if I run, I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. And then we make with the magic. Yeah, that's a thing that he can use. <laughs> How handy. Finally. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got this wizard staff. Yeah, oh. weirdly enough, it's been a while since you made with the magic. <laughs> I mean, he did the potion thing, but 
It's actually been a while since he did any magic. Well, that might speak to just how fast and furious this is all going on. If this is the first time that he's like, okay, I have a moment to do, use magic. Like, I could be wrong, but the last time I can think of when he did the tracking spell to find Tara West. And then when he called up Chauncey. So he's got the blood for the fog. To get oh, right, when he's getting away. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I guess there's been maybe a handful of times. It just seems like, where's the F- SFX that I came here for? Yeah. <laughs> They put all, the, all CGI. They put all the budget into the gore effects. Yeah, nothing totally, for the magic. Totally. <laughs> uh, so then he goes into a, a lovely description of the perfection of the loop guru, which is just, I think, pulled straight from Alien. Because he's admiring the, the perfection of it, how it's a pure beauty of savage, unearthly grace. It's a perfect killer, fast and strong, relentless and deadly. Which is pretty much the same way that Ash describes the alien as a perfect organism. Structural perfection matched only by its hostility. I can't lie to you about your chances, but you have my sympathies, which is pretty much what Harry's thinking right now. Right, good parallel. That's very good. I like that. And uh, the, well. the the Prison Escape was basically Alien Three. This is now Alien, and now we're about to go into Predator and Terminator Land. I will so. say that Jim Butcher has admitted that yes. was the movie he was watching. Yeah, we while know he what wrote movies this. he was like, watching. As we he was fully, this. fully know. Like he doesn't hide the fact that what was on the mind. Oh, that's awesome. But I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. It makes so. it work. Yeah. I, it's like, if, if you don't know that it's a reference, it, it doesn't matter to you. Right. And if you do know that it's a reference, it's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And knowing how referential Harry's jokes are anyway. Well, exactly. The pop totally culture fits. totally works. Yeah. Mm. And as, as you know, we know, we will see the xenomorph later on. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. After this chapter, Michael's going to leave until the Xenomorph comes back in like yeah, five months. Yeah, basically. It's like, uh... <laughs> All right, bye. See you later. But uh, I have... I'm planning... I do the uh, IDM for the Alien RPG, and I have one of the levels that's set in a prison, and I'd written an encounter that went down pretty much the same way. <laughs> so it's nice to see how it plays out. So I'll There's see how my characters way. react to it. Yeah. There's only one way this can go. Yeah, it's, it's like, you got to get this guy out of prison. JK, he's an <laughs> alien now. Deal with it. Good luck. Have fun. None of you have a magic. <laughs> so Harry uses the spell Tornarius and flings the creature back as well as himself, losing his staff in the process. So, of course, he's um, disarmed once again. He needs to get one of those, like, wee safety straps for his <laughs> staff. <laughs> totally. <laughs> what's, uh, what's that Harry Potter spell when you bring it back to you? I can't think of it, but, like... Return him. Yeah, that's it. But like, Bring literally, like all the time, this happens. Uh, it's Asio, Accio. Oh, I think yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Comment below. It's like that, but there's also just the broomstick where you just say up. But like any of those would be useful. I'm like Harry, you should really take a minute for this one. Like, right. This always happens. And if he can make it do it for like not just his own magic, but like the gun across the room and other shit like that, I just think it'd be really useful for him because like. Time and time again, he has this problem. Yeah. Well, and he could, because it would just be a wind spell, too, just just bringing it towards oh, yeah. him. And Harry, I'm sure, would have the excuses, like, I don't have delicate magic. Like, I would just, like, take off my whole, whole arm if I made anything <laughs> cling towards myself. De- decapitated like, by yeah. flying gun. Well, <laughs> but at the same one less time, problem for him to deal with. <laughs> true, true. He's a lot um, less pressed for time if he's dead. I guess. <laughs> Having read Goat Story, I yeah. guess that's not yeah, true. Yeah, death doesn't really help you. Yeah. <laughs> so Murphy comes into the scene and 
places herself between the loop guru and Harry. Gun held in Pretty much the one thing we didn't want to have happen. No. The whole time, Jasmine is like, Murphy's coming, Murphy's coming, Murphy's coming. Solve this before Murphy's coming. Get this done before Murphy's coming. Don't lock yourself into jail because Murphy is coming. And then Murphy comes and he's like, well, I failed. (laughs) All for naught. That didn't work. (laughs) Or was it? And he knows that, oh no, Murphy sees right through my blending in potion. It's like, I don't think the blending in potion (laughs) is doing anything at this point. Aww. (laughs) Is that where he says that he thought it was was wearing off? Yeah, at least I think so. It's like, I don't know how much it's holding up versus everything is totally abnormal now. Unless Murphy's like, there's a gunfight here, but at least the janitor has it together. <laughs> it's like, don't have to worry about that. Yeah, he mentions that he thinks the potion's pretty much run its course at this point. And Murphy totally does know it's him. Yeah. But still puts herself between a civilian and the threat. Right. Right. Even though he's a wanted man, he's still the a man. law still protects him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and she doesn't actually beat the shit out of him right now. <laughs> Well, she can't. She turns her back on the wolf to beat the shit out of him. She'll die. (laughs) But still. I'm sure it flashed through her head. It's like, I now have a team tag partner. This could have been that scene from The Office when uh, they're all pointing guns between the three of them, right? But instead, she put herself between. That's that's, okay. That's a huge thing. Have you ever wondered what would happen if you combined Alien and The Office? (laughs) Here you go. Harry Dresden. (laughs) I like it. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us to do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at www.patreon.com slash rambling. So chapter 18. Murphy manages to successfully shoot the loop guru with her homemade silver bullets. Dresden is detained with the SI rookie Rudolph, and he makes a plan. So Murphy's description for... (laughs) Oh my god. Butcher. Really? Murphy standing at for five feet and tall and change was shorter than the loop guru. Its eyes level with hers. She was wearing jeans again, hiking boots, flannel shirt up, rolled up past the elbows, a bandana around her throat. She was without makeup or jewelry. Her (laughs) earlobes curiously naked and vulnerable without earrings. Her so weird. (laughs) Her punky little haircut fell down around her eyes as she raised her gun, thrust out her lower lip and puffed a breath, ripping her bangs up out of her vision. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, the lip girl's going to go right for those earlobes. No. Sometimes Harry is just a weirdo. Yeah. (laughs) A weirdo. Those naked earlobes, my God. Yeah, no blending potion would ever protect a woman from Harry's gaze. He would notice everything regardless. uh, Literally, I understand the plot development of why he mentioned her earrings beforehand and why he mentions that they're missing now. But the... You could just say she's not wearing her earrings anymore. I noticed her earrings were gone. Like, you could just say it. Which it doesn't such have a to be... a weird thing to notice. Her ears are so vulnerable and naked. It's a weird thing to notice in normal life, but we know why she's missing her earrings. So yeah. you, I understand why it'd be pointed out. Right. But you can point it out a lot less yeah. weird. It's, it's execution was awkward. Yeah. Harry goes into fight, flight, or observation mode. Yeah. <laughs> he chooses observation mode. Every time. Yeah. So it's it's... 
it's just extra weird in that moment. Like, yeah. life or death, man. Ooh. But at least he Wonderful notices that years. the gun is different. I was like, okay, why does she have a different gun? Mm -hmm. Oh, because of the silver thing. Uh. That's much more important than the earlobes. Right, so, so as you said, new gun, no earrings. Murphy takes a stance, shoots, and she actually connects. There's a bit, a bit of uh, blood spurting. Right, right. And the, the loop guru decides that it's going to, that it is hurt, and it yeah. didn't like that, and it's going Ow. to go through the wall. Yeah. Yeah, a much less painful option. <laughs> on right the second wall. thought, goodbye. Yeah, just impales himself with the rebar. Yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> the rebar's not inherited silver, you're good. <laughs> so, it's so stupid. Murphy comes to Harry and helps him out, and they have a little <laughs> bit of a moment. It's there. so great. <laughs> oh my god, you're covered in blood, but you're under Look arrest. arrest. <laughs> but oh my god. <laughs> I don't know Checks him out. Yeah, it's a great incorporation of arrest distinct speech and just banter. So yeah, so Harry, you're under arrest. But we've got bigger issues at the moment. And she gets up and looks after his retreating form through the hole in the wall. And Harry's like, oh my god, you hit the looper girl. What did you do? How did this happen? What? And she's like, um, I read your report, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> so at least now we know that Denton actually got it to Murph. Yeah. He didn't just keep it for himself. He read it, but he did pass it on. Right. And that, good. that Bob actually has some legitimate information that is good. <laughs> yeah, so as as Bob stated earlier on, the loop guru can only be hurt by inherited silver. Yeah. It's not just silver, it has to be inherited silver. So that's just, you know, as we've said before, one more fun little thing to add on. Those earrings must have been huge to actually get around of... Of bullets I, out of. It makes me wonder, like, how like how much silver do you actually need? Like, do you just need, like, to be thinly plated? That's what it and seems like to me is, like, not even penetrate? plated necessarily, but just, like... Like, does it does, it, part does it, the like, silver trigger a reaction like iron does for fairies? That's what I'm thinking it must be, because, like, yeah, like, there's no way that Murphy is walk, rock, walking around with massive earrings. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's no way that the earring is enough to either make, A, an entire bullet, or probably even enough to coat it. So I'm assuming that essentially, like, it's good enough to basically just duct tape your earring to a bullet, essentially, and shoot, you know? Like, clearly it had to be melted down, but I don't think it needs to encompass it. I don't think it needs to be... Well, maybe it could be a blend. Everything. I think it just needs to be a part of it. Right. Right. So, yeah, so... That is certain... I think, you know, it's one of those things that the intent matters more than the material. Mm. And that, you know, like, if you would... It, it, it might not be enough if you, like, break the earring in half because it needs to be one inherited piece of silver per weapon. Hmm. So I, I'm just, you know, making this up on my own, but I imagine, like, you know, if you were to grind up an earring and sprinkle it over a couple of bullets, I don't know if that would work. But if you do, like, one earring per bullet, maybe then the intent is there <laughs> that you've got... The, the werewolf just pulls out a manual, be like, all right, am I allowed to be bleeding from this? <laughs> yeah, what, totally. what, did you shoot me from this? Okay. The union didn't say anything yeah, about no. this. <laughs> Can I get a rules discussion on this? Yeah, pull down whoever God cursed you and yeah. <laughs> talk about it with them. <laughs> this wasn't in the script. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it up with Monty Python. <laughs> I did really, like you were you were mentioning about the, him reading the rights, or she's reading the rights as they're having a conversation. I did love that moment. Like yeah. That was just, it was, it was a nice little reper repertoire between the two of them. Yeah. And a little bit of a throwback to the fact that they are friends. They're friends still. Yeah. yeah, like, I think if it hadn't been, it would have just been like, you know, maybe even shoot him in the leg. <laughs> you yeah. sit there. Stay. <laughs> Get you a work-life balance like Murph and Harry. Yeah. 
totally. It's like almost Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> At home, uh. we are a loving family. <laughs> what happens outside of these walls is no one else's business. Yeah. We signed a prenup, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, before I was in one of the previous episodes, I was mentioning like how much people want to take comfort in what they know or like have something like strong to believe in. And like a prison should be a source of security. It's like bad stuff go in prison. So rest of the world is safe. And I was like, well, now the bad stuff is in the prison and the prison's now infesting the rest of the city with trouble. And Murph who's probably seen all the same carnage that Harry has. I, she's probably also taking, trying to take solace in doing her police duty. Mm. Be like, I don't know how to react to this situation, but I know what I can do right now to try to stay in control. And I think that that speaks to Murphy's confidence in Harry, too, is mm-hmm. that she can still be like, I'm still arresting you, but I know you have my back. Because yeah. <laughs> like, most times I'd be like, I don't want to piss you off. Like, I'm, I'm going to need your help to go stop this guy. And then I'll arrest you. But, like, Murphy's like, no, I am arresting you. We're going to go do this, but you are still being arrested. Like, I would hold off and be like, what's, maybe he forgot. <laughs> Help me out until we do this, and then I'll tell you. But, yeah, it's, and again, yeah, Harry's right there toe-to-toe with the banter. He's like, I can't believe you're still arresting me. What's through that door? But it's not fair that you're still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. We're stuck in a building with one of the nastiest mm-hmm. creatures around, and you're still trying to arrest me. Get some perspective. You made your bed jerk, now lie in it. It's like, Harry, you absolutely deserve this. Oh, the next moment right after that made me laugh, too. Um, She glared at my wrists where the handcuffs she had put on the night before still dangled. (laughs) Christ, Dresden, she added in a mutter. What is it with you and my handcuffs? (laughs) Just you wait. Oh. Oh, yeah. So she calls in the police, calls in Carmichael. Asks Harry to stay down because you're a civilian. But we all know that's not real. Yeah. No, Harry, please don't come help me fight a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> me and the cops have got this. <laughs> so at the same time as all of this is happening, um, more cops file into the room. Carmichael, right, and uh, a new one who Harry's never seen before. Small rookie, Rudolph. <sighs> Long-suffering mm-hmm. size. Mm-hmm. And it begins. <laughs> no spoilers, no spoilers. Hi, Rudolph. Nice to meet you. You seem like a cool kid you that's really to- scared. He's His first description is a young, good-looking detective. That's mm. all we know. That's all we know right now. No. <laughs> Do not invite him to your range your games. Detective. Do not trust him. <laughs> Hi, Rudolph. That makes me wonder about, you know, what kind of vengeance and issues Butcher has with Christmas stories? Yeah. <laughs> well, he does call Rudolph handsome. Yeah, yeah so. good looking. Young and good looking. That's it. <laughs> right. Well, put a pin in it. Yeah. <laughs> and here is the, uh, the, just adding a layer of how he thinks that police are inept. Yeah. <laughs> and while I'm here, guy. I'll insult you. <laughs> Dresden gets the giggles because he's in shock, thinks everything's hysterical. Mm-hmm. But he does sort of try to sort his thoughts out. Like, and yeah. I, I love these human moments that he has, like these very, like, where he breaks down and it seems like, yeah, I would be right there, like, kind of losing my mind at that point. Because of shock and everything with a, a werewolf, like, mm-hmm. the scariest thing I've ever seen just ripped through things. Yeah. And meanwhile, Carmichael's demonstrating his complete faith in Dresden in this totally. situation. It's like, he's the guy who knows. If he comes to you and says something, listen to him. It's like, 
Carmichael's a total bro. Totally. He he gives Dresden so much power in this moment. Yeah. And to this rookie cop. And he's like, listen, you listen to him. Which, you know, typically speaking, you know, no. <laughs> Dresden's not a cop. He's a civilian, yeah. right? And even at this point, you haven't seen Harry at war, so to speak. So it's a total, total thing of confidence. And thus far, Carmichael has been, like, totally, like, untrusting and we don't believe in you. And for us as readers, we can say that Stormfront has happened and Welcome to the Jungle has happened with Carmichael involved. But in reality, when when this was written, Welcome to the Jungle hadn't been written yet. So we really only have Stormfront, right? Mm -hmm. So for Carmichael to have never seen Harry in action, have never trusted Harry, but to still be like, he'll be the one to help us out. It's a huge leap at this point. And I I feel like it's a little bit more of just being like, again, you need to have faith in something and Murphy's not willing to be the one to step up. And again, as much as you want to say a cop is a cop is a cop, a newbie on his first week hasn't seen the same shit, right? Oh, and especially in SI where the weird shit happens. like Which is one more thing. And as we've said also, SI is the place where you go and you fucked up. So we don't know why Rudolph is here. <laughs> but for some reason or another... It's probably not good why yeah, he's Yeah, his there. first week probably didn't go well. Yeah. So it kind of makes me think that Carmichael's doing this more for Rudolph than he is for Harry. Because he's just like he's being a really good like leader and caretaker in the situation, rather than being like, okay, we're gonna trust Harry, we're gonna make a game plan. It's like it, it is almost like you know, yeah. like stick with this guy, he'll keep you safe. Yeah, he'll keep you safe, and he like, gives Harry's Rudolph something to do, mm-hmm. which is exactly what you need to do in the situation. It's like you go tend to this guy, have a bit of conversation, and that takes both Harry and Rudolph out of the dangerous situation. Good for point. Now. Good point. Yeah, and, and it actually is Rudolph's terror that stops yeah. Harry's hyster- hysteria. You know, it's like. I don't know, like a bit of camaraderie between yeah. the two. Like, we're both fucked. Yeah, well, I was like, at least I'm not as bad as Rudolph. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. I feel better now. <laughs> this guy's really in for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I do that, though, looking at Rudolph. I think that would help me, too, be like, oh, wow. We're in a shitty situation, but this guy, way worse than me. <laughs> right. Just calm you down a bit. Mm. Well, and he does try to su- sort his thoughts. He keeps pondering blood. Blood, blood, blood. Something about blood. <laughs> oh, and then he kind of figures out what he wants to do mm-hmm. about blood which he doesn't necessarily say in the in the time but we kind of get a little bit of an idea yeah, a little bit a little of an hint. idea there and we get our little predator reference with if it bleeds i can nail it which is obviously if it bleeds we can kill it <laughs> and oh. then they continue the banter it's like hey sit down you're under you're sort of under arrest i can't be under arrest right now i like i have to do this which is exactly the same as like you're bleeding man you got to sit down i don't have time to bleed <laughs> let's go kill this thing Wow. Copy and paste the script. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Find and replace. Find my thesaurus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. But it fits perfectly. Yeah, it worked out for the scene. And I I mean, it's not like it wasn't forced or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like you're in a police station and yeah, it's a, fine as well, a, a good enough time as any. But I like that it's also mentioned between this whole back and forth too that Rudolph has seen the monitors, which means all the cops in the building more or less know what's happening whether or not they've seen it in person so it's one more element to it's also like we really don't have time you just saw what went down it wasn't just like rudolph walked into a room of blood it was like what happened like he's totally seen what this thing is capable of and yeah it's like no i'm not under arrest and you know why yeah (laughs) hello right so dresden goes to murphy's office and collects his magical items (laughs) so he does manage to get his stuff back (laughs) you're supposed to put that into a filing system. Yeah, like a locker or something. A locker. Evidence. Evidence. <laughs> and Murphy just got it sitting on her desk. Next to her computer. 
<laughs> yeah. Also, you don't know anything about magic. Why would no. you put magic implements next to your computer? You don't even let Harry into your office without turning off your computer. <laughs> but you'll put his magic doodads yeah. next to your computer? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh -oh. Yeah, right? <laughs> IT must like, hate her. <laughs> literally, and I would think that if you know nothing about magic, or at least, you know, Murphy doesn't really know very much about it, I would think I would put it straight into evidence. Like, I'm not touching these potential grenades. Like, <laughs> Right. But obviously, that would be, you know, SI can't have their own evidence locker for the loop guru to crash through, so. Yeah, they put all their money into the prison cell. Well, yeah. this might be, this might speak to the, the, the amount of time that they've actually had with processing um, McFinn himself and, like, that she's still trying, they're still trying to find Harry. Ah! So yeah. maybe it's just a matter Fair of time enough. constraints, it, but it's hard to say with that one hour that was wasted. Are these accessories that she got from Harry at when they saw Kim Delaney's body? Is I, that when all this is from, or is it from her? Yeah, yeah okay. when, when he arrested her, and okay. he uh, snuck out from the thing. But the issue is that um, that one hour, he might... Like, we know the one hour matters for as far as the moon rising, because that's yeah. going to happen no matter what. McFinn might have not have been arrested until near the end of that hour, right? Like, we don't know wh where that's in that true. hour he got arrested, right? Mm -hmm. So, potentially speaking, if he didn't get arrested until Harry was already with Susan, like, we don't know. It must be later, because right? why would Tara be like, oh, he got arrested, I'm just going to wait. Potentially, yeah, Tara maybe came and found him right as yeah. he... So, maybe, yeah, maybe... At the oh. end of this, McF McFinn hasn't been arrested for very long. He's only been at the jail cell long enough for Harry to meet up with Tara, call Susan, go to his apartment, and come to this. But I would imagine that would still be another hour. Like, I would think all of that would probably put us at now more like two hours. Right. There's a lot of Since unknown on that part Yeah, there. like, the timing is just weird, and maybe it doesn't matter too much. And I could see, you know, Murph, potentially, and, and maybe even this is Murphy saying, like, how do you beg evidence for some guy's cane like you know like it still could be the murder weapon but in this case murphy's just like i know what it does but i can't say that so maybe she just needs a little bit more time to come up with an excuse for it because obviously si right. is where they create lies on documents so maybe it is a little bit more of the process to not instantly beg and drop things off at evans because you need that middle ground time to be like okay this was mm, <laughs> you know project blue book yeah right so Potentially, I could see in that way, you know, it, it's a little bit different case for SI because they need more time to create and make up some lies. Either way, it's all very convenient. All of his stuff is sitting right there. He grabs it and goes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Marfa. <laughs> so he requests a, a stuffed animal, which we find out Carmichael keeps on, on hand for any kitties that are stuck waiting Aww. for their parents. Not just, just sweet. I can't <laughs> wait to see where Carmichael's story goes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> One second later. He lived happily ever after. <laughs> yeah, put in that SpongeBob moment. Yeah. <laughs> SpongeBob soundbite. Yeah, so Rudy grabs a Snoopy doll. <laughs> Which that made me laugh. There's like, your uh, Peanuts theme song. Yeah, that's coming <laughs> up. It's interesting what like licensed stuff he puts in this. Books, like <laughs> books have so much more free. Yeah freedom than tv and movies do right it's so funny and even when you watch a book be turned into a movie or tv show and you see where they suddenly had to cut that out it's like oh the budget didn't hit there yeah. but <laughs> yeah it's like poor snoopy <laughs> <laughs> so this concludes our episode 5.8 naked earlobes thank you for guest hosting again i oh, really you're welcome appreciate thanks for having me uh thank you to our listeners 
You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure at it by your own risk. <laughs>